the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome along to episode 21 of the big Scottish football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? You all right? I'm feeling fantastic. I had a lovely weekend. I've got a cup of coffee. The World Cup's been great. But Stephen Mill, for the second week running, is feeling a bit rough and ready. Was that hungover last week as well? Mate, you texted me last night yeah. at one o'clock in the morning right, to remind me that I needed to bring a change of clothing with me because we were getting pictures taken yeah. for the big Saturday football show. So you were up at one o'clock in the morning and um, intern Callum, who, who who stays with you, yep. said that when you came in, you went to the room where the rabbit is mm-hmm. and you were sat talking to the rabbit for ages last night. Yeah, because uh-huh. um, he needed his rabbit medicine. So I gave him his rabbit medicine. And you sat and spoke to him for a while? Yeah. Do you remember the conversation with the rabbit? Absolutely not. <laughs> no recollection of that. Intern Callum recorded it. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely didn't. Do you remember much of last night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you can hear in your throat. Was that, was that a good night? Was yeah. It, was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it okay. was good, yeah. Okay. Tim, did you wake up this morning? Well, it's now 10.27 and I've been awake for at least half an hour now, so, you know, it's, it's been a great morning so far. So anyway, welcome along to the next episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. In today's episode, we'll review all the SPFL Trust Trophy action because Dunfermline are through the quarterfinals, a 5-1 thumping victory against our broth on Friday night, the result that everyone's talking about. Nobody cares. Nah, even I don't care. So I'm <laughs> with you. But the Scottish Premiership is back this week. Rangers versus Hibs on Thursday night. Full card on Saturday as well, apart from Rangers and Hibs, obviously. So that's something to look forward to. We'll also check in with if Scottish football were Christmas, even though it's a week early, because next week's going to be our last episode before Christmas, but never mind. And we'll look at the World Cup semi-finals as well. So remember, you can get us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter, at BigFootballScott. And we're on Instagram, Facebook. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Right, let's Let's get stuck into it then. Nobody cares about the SPFL Trust Trophy. Why you put this on the sheet, intern Calm? I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't care at all. I honestly don't Even care. Even though Dunfermline had a great victory on Friday night by being our broth by yep. four goals to one. Listen, it was good that we won on Friday night. I'm happy with that, obviously. It was apparently a very good performance. I've watched the goals as well, some great goals. But ultimately, don't care. I didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. I was watching the World Cup. I was watching the World Cup as well. And you messaged me to say, this is the only result that matters tonight. Mm. That was a joke, though. I could tell it was a joke. Yeah. So are we going to go through all the other fixtures from the weekend, or can we just oh, ignore that? I don't really care. Do we, I mean, do I mean have, it's do really we have to not calm. that. East Fife drew with Bonnie Rigg, 0-0. Stennis Muir won 4-2. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Keep going. Clyde beat Elgin on penalties. Um, Kelly Linfield, have you gone to that one? Kelly won on penalties against Linfield. Hamilton beat Inverness 2-0. Queen's Park beat Montrose 2-0. See, because it's written on this piece of paper that in turn Rath- Callum... Rath- Rovers beat Morton no, on Nobody penalties. cares, mate. Nobody yeah. cares. In the Highland League, uh, <laughs> Brecon beat Devonville 7-1, if you're interested. Again, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Even the one man and his dog that turned up to those games doesn't care. He was only there to get the dugout. Yeah. 
I think so. And to get away from doing some Christmas shopping. Right, let's talk about the World Cup then, because it was a big weekend for the World Cup. I thought Friday night was absolutely tremendous. A great game of football. It had everything. Everyone was moaning their chops off about how Holland were playing in the last 20. Oh, that's not how Holland play football. And I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. And then they were all booting each other off the pitch. 19 players getting booked. The Argentinian guy, when he fired it into the dugout, great stuff. It's what you love to see with football what are you looking at you've jumped ahead of yourself I don't care it's, you've, not, it's uh, not till part five it's not till part five the World Cup what yeah. are you doing you muppet no, he, first. I don't, no. Can, I, can I just say <laughs> that, you know, the problem is here because yeah. he's hung over mm-hmm. he just wants to get this over and done with yep. and out the door yep. so this could be the shortest podcast we've ever done and it's not happening. We're going to do it as we would normally do, and we're going to talk about Scottish football before we get to the World Cup. <sighs> Let's talk about, which was very good, because I watched it, Sky Sports Cup final, Hibs versus Rangers at Tynecastle. Brilliant victory for Rangers. Did you see that opening goal? Screamer. I didn't know. It's left foot. It's a screamer. It's an absolute screamer. It is top corner. It is stunning. It is amazing. It's one of the goals of the season. Lizzie Arnott. Lizzie Arnott. Did you watch it? I've met no, I've just seen the highlights. You've met her? I've met Lizzie. Arnott. Well, she's got a lethal left foot on her because she absolutely smashed one into the top corner. It was brilliant. And three and a half thousand fans turned up at Tynecastle to watch the Sky Sports Cup final and Rangers won it. So congratulations to Rangers in winning the cup. And is it the first of many cups for the football club that is known as Rangers? Maybe. It's his first Sky Sports Cup because that's... The recent brand I'm talking about Rangers as a whole so the women have shown the way oh. can Rangers the men's team follow suit or will the women's team be the only successful team for Rangers this year that's the question I'm putting to you Stephen Mill um, I think Rangers might win a cup you don't care do you no you're in care. one of those moods today I can tell that he just doesn't care about anything do you know what I think the people deserve better I do the listeners deserve I, I, better I think they deserve better as well I mean he's jumped ahead of three or four things before we even um, get to the World Cup so Stephen Mill you're an absolute disgrace and an embarrassment how and I expect better from you how because you've come in here unprepared. I'm you've very prepared. In, no, 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 no. If you were prepared, you'd have known. You'd have known that <laughs> chapter, chapter five of the script. Chapter five of the script. Chapter five of the script was the World Cup, so you missed out three chapters. Because everyone's talking about the World Cup, so I thought I'd start with that. That's that's basically why I thought I'd start with that because that's what everyone's talking about. Nobody's talking about anything. There's else. a reason why we have intern Callum, right? He puts us right. He sets up the day. He sets up the podcast, and we follow the instructions that are on the piece of paper that's in front of us. You decided to ignore it. Can we move on to chapter three then? Let's move on to chapter three. Chapter three, Thursday night, eight o'clock. Rangers versus Hibs at Ibrox. It's the first game in charge for Michael Beale. Lee Johnson already been in the paper saying they're not as good as Celtic. Really good, really good thing to do before they play Rangers at Ibrox. I think uh, some good psychology has got going on there. I think Rangers will absolutely batter them. I think the Rangers are always going to go and batter them. But with Lee Johnson's comments, that's just added a wee bit fuel to the fire. And mm-hmm. he might regret saying what he said because I think Rangers are going to take them to the cleaners. I think Hibs have got problems. Huge problems. I've been saying that all season. It's weird you have said, and I disagreed with you because I said at the start of the season, I thought Hibs might have a decent run at it with Lee Johnson in charge, who's done a decent job with clubs down south. But something is fundamentally wrong. And I don't know if the stories are true. 
but he doesn't live in Scotland, does he? Does he commute? I he think commutes he commutes back and forth. Yeah. See, that's never going to work out, really, is it? Mm. So I think the Hibs have got problems. I think they're more likely to be looking what's coming from behind them than what's in front of them because I don't think they're going to threaten for third spot. I think they could struggle to even finish in the top six. And I know you predicted that at the start of the season. I disagreed with you. I'm now in your court, and I think you could be right. And I think they're in for an absolute spanking on Thursday night. I think it could be 3-4-5-0. Saturday, Aberdeen versus Celtic is a half-past 12 kickoff. It's an early one. And, I mean, it's a tough start back for Celtic. Aberdeen, good form at home. Look decent so far this season. Bitterly cold. It's going to be Baltic as well. Unbelievably cold. I mean, I have struggled the last couple of days at my house. Yeah, and Seems if you're struggling at your house, then I'm struggling at my house. Aberdeen and Celtic will struggle playing football. So <laughs> I'm saying that Celtic will win. Well, it's it's you're you're coming off the back of a break. Celtic will win. And it's a half twelve kick they usually do. It's freezing cold and you know how cold it is? I struggled to open up the door to my car this morning. I was up at like half past four and my car was covered in ice. What are you up at half past four for? I do the breakfast show with Kat. I'd be fine up at half four. Because that's, that's when my alarm goes. Six. Yeah, I know, but my alarm goes at half four so I can get up and get it. It's an hour drive for me. Right. Remember, it's Falkirk. It's a horse and cart to get to work. Exactly, yes. I suppose, yeah. That's the, that's the technology they have in Falkirk. You, my friend, are a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... So, see the car door? It literally was glued to the car. It was I mean, literally glued. glued. I couldn't open it up because it was so icy. Why, why was it glued? No, what? No. You said it was literally glued. At least I know that's, you did with a horse. That, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually very that's good. good. That was very good. good. Um, so, it was like a proper. I thought I was going to break the handle off my car. It was so icy. Hmm. But thankfully, because I'm a sensible person, I prepared for the eventuality of having a very icy car this morning and also yesterday. I had a cover over the windscreen. So when I removed the cover from the windscreen, it was clear of ice. So I didn't have to sit there for 20 minutes waiting for the ice to clear from the windscreen. So I am a sensible guy and I would recommend to anybody listening because it's, the, the weather's going to be Baltic for the next week or two. Hmm. We're looking at minus six minus seven minus one your highs put something over your windscreen and you won't have the problem of trying to defrost your car in the morning so do the sensible thing and cover your windscreen that's my advice to you during this Baltic cold weather and if you're heading to Aberdeen Mm -hmm. Celtic fans wrap up it's about layers Okay, wear layers. This is advice. This is for football fans who could be standing in Baltic weather for two hours. Long John's? Mate, I'm going to show you. Don't. I don't know. Where's HR? Why are you you doing your belt? Look. Stephen, please make a stop. No, no, no. Look what's underneath. What have I got on? He does have long John's on. I've got long John's on. I actually have long John's on. That's all I'm showing you. Because I'm prepared. So if you're a football fan... Headed to the game this weekend. It's going to be minus two, minus three. It's not about what you wear, it's what you also wear underneath layers. You need layers. So I've got my long johns on, I've got sensible socks on, right? What are sensible socks? Look, I'll show you. Great for an audio medium, this. If you could maybe maybe describe them to the listener, that'd be great. You you, you use them when you see them. I see them. Climb mountains. They they keep the heat in. So when you you go walking in mountains or up hills, um, you wear those socks. When's the last time you climbed up a mountain? That's not the point. It's about keeping yourself warm and safe during the Baltic weather. Mm -hmm. So 
Long johns, mountain socks, good footwear, fleece. Some sort of right. fleecy jumper. Which I'm wearing. Yeah. Look at that. It's, yeah. a, it's a polar neck yeah. with a zip. Underneath, a long sleeve t shirt. Maybe some sort of Berkhouse jacket as well. Uh, Montaigne. I've got a Montaigne. I've got two for the price of one. Yeah. Which was fantastic. So I've got that in the, 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 and I've got a hat on. I've got a woolly hat, but I'm wearing a cap just now. So that's just advice for football fans heading to football this weekend. Hearts versus Kilmarnock, Livingston, Dundee United, Motherwell, St. Mirren, Ross County, St. Johnson as well. Celtic, in case you need reminding, are top by nine points. Livy could go third. Hibs flirting with the bottom. Dundee United could be rooted to the bottom come this weekend. And they are taking on Livingston at Livingston. So predictions, please. You and Cameron will run through the scores and the okay. results and the fixtures and you do your bell up there so Rangers versus Hibs at Ibrox prediction please 5-0 Rangers Aberdeen versus Celtic at Pataudry 1-1 Hearts versus Kilmarnock at Tynecastle 2-0 Hearts Livingston versus Dundee United at the Tony Macaroni Dundee United 4-0 Motherwell versus St Mirren at Fir Park 1-0 Motherwell and Ross County versus St Johnson at whatever Ross County's ground is called now 1-1 one, one. Global dokey. Energy Stadium Global What's it Energy. called? The Global Energy Stadium Nobody cares Right The Big Scottish Football Podcast With Stephen Mill And Ewan Cameron What are you moaning about You now? didn't see my titles For part for chapter 3 And they're funny That is very good actually Part 3 highlight, um, Headlines were Top flight in sight Cinch perfect The Prempire <laughs> Strikes back <laughs> So we're moving on to chapter four already. We're yeah. moving on to chapter four. If Scottish football were a Christmas, that doesn't make grammatical sense, but you made sense of it. Some of the answers this week, probably the best ones that we've done. So managers, footballers, referees, pundits, who would feature if Scottish football were Christmas? Let's go through some of them. I'm dreaming of a Craig White Christmas. You? I get it. Yep. <laughs> Duke the Halls. Duke the Halls. Duke, the guy Duke? That, Aber- Aberdeen. Oh, Duke. aye. What's his first name again? Louis Lopez. Louis Lopez. That's just both his names. Yeah. How the Cinch Stole Christmas. That's from Thomas Armstrong. How the Who's Cinch? The Cinch Premiership. Oh, the sponsor. There's a lot to get through here. Just a heads up. Uh, Bobble Bolingoli from Simon. Ange post a card to you <laughs> <laughs> from Stevie. <laughs> Andy Driver Home for Christmas from Graham McLean. Evander Snow Globe. Dylan Levitt Snow, Levitt Snow, Levitt Snow. <laughs> uh, oh Holy Night, Carol Starfield's Brightening, Brighty, Brightly Shining. Oh Holy Night. That's from Ricky. The star is shining bright. Blair, do they know it's Christmas time at Alston? <laughs> from George Burns. That's that's good. That's good. And of course, you've got the reindeers: Sasa, Gaza, Tanzer, Nixon, Dummett, Cooper, <laughs> Bonner, and Rickson. <laughs> Kenny Burgess, uh, Bobble Baldy, Elfredo, Elfredo Morelos, Bobby Linsell from Michael M. So, Scrooge Kevens, Jingle Bell Yanusi from Nicky Breslin, Missile Joe Cardle. Now they're getting worse from Mick right I think we've got a winner here from, Mar- from Mark Thompson in my opinion this is the best one he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for James McPake. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was very good. I like that one. Wreath <laughs> uh, Rovers. Who? Wreath Rovers. R- or Wraith Rovers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Brahim Bethlehem Danny <laughs> from William. <laughs> Bertie Old Lang Syne. Uh, Elfie Ambrose. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph Uranovich. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good from Tony Canahan. Uh, the Fairy Tale of New Douglas Park from John McLeod. Last Christmas. I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it to Stevie May. It's <laughs> from Chrissy. Uh, Glasgow, Glasgow Mangers. <laughs> Glasgow Mangers. I, I, just, I, I got good. that as I was reading it there. That was quite good. That's from Kenny Rankin. Um, Georgia's Giacomo Kiss Me Under the Mistletoe from PB. Have you ever kissed anyone under the mistletoe? I think so, no. I used to take a bit of mistletoe. I'm not, I'm not on a film. Right. I used to I used to take mistletoe to school with me to see if I could get a few kisses. I bet it was March. <laughs> <laughs> People were very confused. Yeah, and I was escorted out yeah, of school. Yeah, you did that all year round, so that was the problem, and that's where you were going wrong. Uh, what we got here? Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Holiday New Year from Craig Mame. Kevin Ho 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 Hara. From Robbie Devlin and JP McDonald. Great minds think alike. Simple minds never differ. Gordon McQueen's speech, or now I suppose it's Dave King's speech. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's from P Mac B. Felice Navidado Perso from Andy <laughs> King. Jonathan Gold, Ian Moore, and Frankincense McAvenny. That's from What's Your Top 5 podcast. Rio Hepati. Patty? Party. So I got to do party. Christmas. Eat a party at Christmas. No, you don't. Nobody eats party at Christmas. I didn't suggest that. I just wrote it down. Well, well you, clearly think, you, you clearly think they eat party at Christmas, or you wouldn't have put it down. Do you know what happened last week, right? So I was making some food last week, <laughs> and Callum came in to the kitchen, and he was like, what are you making? I was like, I'm making mints, as in like mince and ties. Mm-hmm. And he was like, really? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, and so, so what I did was I fried off the mince first. So you set it aside. Did. Yeah, totally. Then fried off the vegetables. Yeah. And then put the mince back in. Brilliant. And Callum was, his mind was blown at this. He was like, so, wait, you take the mince and you put it back in the pot and then you just put gravy in it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's mince that's from mince. mince and toys. He's yeah. like, I've never seen this made before. <laughs> Is that what, do people actually make this? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm making it like right now. This is a thing. He was like, "So you're just going to have that for your dinner?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I'm going to have that for my dinner." He's like, "I've heard about these things, but I've never actually seen it." Have you never made mince and tatties in your life? This is the kind of dish that would be handed to me by my granny, and I would just eat it, and it'd be great. And shout out, Granny Urker, love you, ninety-one. I know Granny Urker, I love her as well. She does not like you. Um, I know she doesn't like me. She really doesn't like you. But no. I would never, I'd never make it because I'm not eighty-three years old. I've made and tatties, but you're old. But I don't, I don't understand. Like, is there an age limit to foods? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> There's certain things that you don't make until you hit a certain age. So would you make? <laughs> so, so what age would you have to be to make a scone? Because grannies are known to make scones. Is that a granny thing as well? If you're making a scone and you're under fifty, have a word with yourself. What about like I also made lentil soup last week? Is yeah. that 
I think that's okay because that's quite like on brand. Nah, like, see, I disagree with you. I think broth and uh, lentil soup and stuff like that—that's a—that's like an older generation so, thing. So, so wait, then how? It's okay that I can make lentil soup, but yeah. you can't but make mince and tatties. I can't make mince and tatties. It's just—I just think it's weird that in your mind you went, "I'm hungry for dinner tonight. Watch diet. I'll <laughs> eat mince and tatties." <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it's not the first thing that I would think of no, either. No, but, you would, but as an older person, you would think like that. You would. Actually, do you know what? You might be onto something here. Thank you. I think you could be right because at no point in my life have I sat there. Like at three o'clock in the afternoon, went. What am I going for my dinner tonight? Fancy some mince and ties. I've never done it. No, but if somebody gave it to me, I'd eat it. Love oh, it, mate. You're right. Thank you, mate. You're weird. Have you ever made stovies? Have you ever gone home no, and thought I'll no. I'll make stovies? No, you're actually you're 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 something wrong with you, Stephen Miller. <laughs> no, I, initially, I was it's on your side. Perfectly legitimate not, dinner. Nobody, nobody, but nobody under the age of eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Thinks of making themselves mince and tatties. Do you never just take a notion for something though? I've never had a notion for mince and tatties. Never. Never. I've never at any point sat there and went, I'm going to mince and tatties for my tea tonight. It's always we'll have a bit of chicken or we'll have some curry or we'll have a chili something or something. With taste and flavor. If, I, if I was going to do <laughs> <laughs> Mince and tatties is amazing. The only time that I would it's use... It's a staple. If, if, if somebody said to me, we're going to have some mince tonight, I would automatically think chilli con carne. Yeah. That's the sure. first thing I'd think of. I wouldn't think about mince and gravy and mashed potatoes and carrots and stuff like that. I wouldn't come into my thinking. I can't believe how I've just been completely turned around here. Stephen, no, that is weird that you I thought think that. You, so, I wait. think you two are a pair of snobs. You're snobs. You're no, food snobs. definitely not. Well, when, when I grew up, that was all we ate. My granny used to make all the time. Again, proving your point, my granny used to make mince and tatties all Snobs. the time. She made lentil soup. She made potato soup as well, tatty soup, which was fantastic. He didn't even call it mince. He called it ground steak. <laughs> <laughs> so this ground steak, is it going back into the into the casserole dish? <laughs> With the gravy. Is it gravy as a consumé? Um... <laughs> Snobs. So what, snobs. So what did you do with the mince once it was cooked? Did you did you serve it with mashed potatoes or was it boiled potatoes? It was mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. So creamy mashed potatoes yep. with the mince and the gravy and the vegetable of choice was? Uh, there were carrots through the mince. Carrots through the mince, which yeah. is traditional mince and tatties. And you just sit down and watch Coronation Street and put an electric <laughs> blanket over your knees as well. <laughs> He had a cup of cocoa before he went to bed. <laughs> but it's wee, it's wee nightcap. Wee nightcap, aye. These wee goonie. <laughs> wee slippers. Fluffy slippers. Wander, wandering off. He got he to go hot, to the toilet hot, four times in the night. Uh, and hot water bottle under his arm. <laughs> Nighty night. Don't it, forget to put the lights off. It'll be Maloney this Christmas from Jordan Max. So thank you very much to everyone who got in touch for if Scottish football were Christmas next week. If Scottish football were Ikea... That's what we're going for next week. Why? If Scottish football were IKEA. So, for example, Bed Spready Thompson. <laughs> Leon King Size Bed. Faux Fur Park. Get your suggestions in at Big Football Scott on Twitter, or you can search for the Big Scottish Football podcast on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff you, as well. You must well, pick a winner from the other ones. I've got to pick a winner. I think the James McPake one should win that. Well done, Mark Thompson. Well done, Mark Thompson. Mark Thompson's in Australia. Well done, Mark. Is he in Australia? Australia? Is he in Australia? You ever been to Australia? 
Happy in Australia. I've, been I've to, never been. Been to Sydney and Adelaide and Brisbane. The flight puts me off. That's why I've never been. And even though I lived in the Middle East and I was like more or less halfway to Australia, I still thought the 12, 13 it's, it's hours is still long. It's 16 hours. 16 hours, yes. So I was like, and even though a lot of people say, well, if you're going to do it, maybe take a couple of days in Thailand or take a couple or of Dubai. days in Dubai yeah. and then kind of split the journey up that way. But I just can't do it. I mean, it's... Even going to America when I went to Vegas what, for my 40th, which was, what, three years ago. One of my mates went to Australia for the weekend in the summer for a wedding. Nah. He flew out on the Thursday he morning didn't. and got back on the Monday night. He didn't, did he? Yeah. He went for a That's wedding. That's crazy. There's just no point to that, I don't think. Well, no, he went to see his mega money. I don't care. I'd rather watch it on Zoom. Nobody. Right, well, uh, due to COVID and all the rest of it, like, it was delayed. Uh, they were, he was meant to go, so he had the flights anyway. And then he actually flew back to Lisbon. <laughs> he didn't even come back to here. So he flew back to Lisbon and had a week's holiday in Portugal, which is just the most bizarre thing. So there you are. You ever been to Australia? I have. In turn, I travelled for six weeks. Six, six weeks in Australia, six weeks in New Zealand. Have a good time? Great time, thanks very much. Played a lot of mini golf because I'm a bit of a loser. Next section? Yeah, let's move on, I think. Yeah, definitely. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. So, another World Cup has passed and yet again, both Scotland and England have not won the World Cup. So, England coming home early. Argentina beating the Netherlands on penalties. Croatia did the same to Brazil. Morocco stunning Portugal and becoming the first African team to reach a World Cup semi-final. And of course, England crashing out to France on Saturday night. Shame that. So the semis are Argentina versus Croatia and Morocco versus France. You and Cameron, my question to you is, who's winning the World Cup? Can I just say, Morocco, I am loving them. It's such a brilliant story. It has been a World Cup of shocks. It's been a World Cup of drama. But Morocco's story is sensational. I'm loving every second of it. Do you know what's really, going to Do you know what's going to happen against France? They'll get humped. Yeah, we kind of discussed that on Saturday when we were doing the big Saturday football show. Because they're dropping like flies. Yeah, they put so much yeah. effort into. The two games. All their best players are getting injured. France yeah. are going to absolutely destroy them. I I think it could be a hurdle too far for them against France, and they could lose three or four nil. But the story of Morocco has been superb. I thought they were excellent against Portugal Portugal just couldn't break them down does it say a lot about Croatia that the story isn't Croatia the fact that Croatia a country of four and a half million people have reached yet another World Cup semi-final what is this their third or their fourth or something like that yeah can I no, I'm, like, like I'm going to say is that testament to how good Croatia are at punching above their weight that actually Croatia getting to the semi-final isn't that much of a shock I will um, I, I think Croatia have done spectacularly well to get where they are but they ultimately for me don't deserve to be there because I think they've been pretty poor I thought Japan deserved to beat them Brazil deserved to beat them they had one shot on target and 120 minutes of football they were playing from penalty for penalties from the get go do you know and why they're playing for penalties because they've never lost on penalties that's in what, the what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's a brilliant story a population of 4.5 million people up against a population of 200 million in Brazil but Brazil really should have smashed them to smithereens and they had the chances their goalkeeper was outstanding and again was brilliant in the penalty shootout but one shot on target 120 minutes that tells you all about Croatia they stay in it they never know when they're beaten they're dogged they're defensive they're very good at it I hope they get blasted by Argentina 
I do really you, do. Do you think Argentina, do you think this is the time for Messi to finally, finally win the World Cup? I wouldn't rule out Croatia because they're so dogged in everything that they do and I would not put it past them getting to the final again. I think it's too close to call, apart from France hammering Morocco. So France are in the final. France are in the final. I in don't know who's going through. In the semi-final, don't know. semi-finals, a toss-up. It's a toss-up for me, just because how good they are defensively, Croatia. That's the reason why I can't call it. And despite the magic of Messi, he was outstanding against the Netherlands in that last game. I mean, he ran the show. And that was like old-fashioned football. I mean, there was everything in it. It was great. It I was loved it. Amazing. That penalty shootout. I've oh. seen pictures of it afterwards. Oh, that when, Is it Martinez is going to take his final penalty yeah. to win it? And Aye. the Holland players are all in his face. Aye. But that's great. It's that's amazing. Really like, and you see we all these absolute wet knickers all yes. over Twitter yeah. from like Dan Walker and losers like that who's just like you do, I mean it's just you don't classless like, it's classless you know it's classless what they should do is they should uh, shake each other's hand and then doff their caps and then get on the plane <laughs> home because they've been pumped out right absolute loser mentality if you're one of these people you're a loser if you didn't like that on Friday night you're a loser Dan Walker Hypocrite. Dan Walker is the sort of guy that pulls his pants down to his ankles when he goes for a pee. <laughs> that's that's Dan Walker. An because, absolute loser you know of a man. So he, 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 he tweeted his criticism of the Argentina players re, like sort of like getting in the faces of the Holland players after they won the penalty shootout. Oh, this is classless or whatever it was that he said. And then everybody underneath his tweet went, were you saying the same about England when they beat Colombia yeah. in the World Cup penalty shootout in the last 16 when the England players were pictured doing the exact same thing to Colombia? Oh, but the Colombia players were be just being awful during the match. <laughs> they were being awful during the match, Ewan. I need to being go for, awful. I need to go for a pee, hold on. Exactly, now, just uh, take my pants down to my ankles <laughs> and then stand like this and then go for a pee. <laughs> Classless. Classless. It was everything you want. And I'll tell you another Great thing that stuff. I found in this World Cup. It means so much to the players. Look at how they react when they get knocked out. I mean, they're devastated. They're in tears. They're lying on the floor for five, ten minutes at a time. It means so much to the players, to the fans, to the nation. I love it. It's been great. It's been great. Saturday night as well, France defeating England. Uh, England played quite well in the second half, I thought. Um, they're moaning about the referee, rightly or wrongly, you and Cameron. Well, they got two penalties. So the referee wasn't that bad for them. They got two penalties. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to read you a tweet by Dan Walker about the referee? Oh, please do. Please do. Dan Walker, can we sub the ref? He's having a shocker, four exclamation marks. No, you can't get it right up you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works, Dan. That's not how it works. That's you can't sub the referee. Uh, the only thing that I found disappointing about France beating England was that it wasn't on the BBC because I wanted to see Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer and Rio Ferdinand in tears it was balanced out by getting to see Ian Wright though yes he does love a great he does love a great um, and do you know what I have said this on numerous occasions I think England and I've said on this podcast I think they're a very good side right they've got some great players and I like a lot of their players it's the media I cannot stand the likes of Gary Lineker see Rio Ferdinand ah uh. See, I read a very, very interesting article last week from Stephen McGowan, who is sometimes on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. He's a Daily Mail journalist. Yeah. He's out in Qatar just now covering the World Cup for the Scottish Daily Mail. And he wrote a very interesting article, but he was like, you know what? 
I'm not actually fussed if England go on and win it. He was like, because I'm in Qatar and I'm not seeing any of the coverage. So actually, they're just quite a good football team. And that's fine. That's a great point. And yeah. he was like, I know for a fact, had I been watching this at home, I'd be like, get them out. Yeah. But because he didn't have to watch what Lenny we have Carr to watch. All the, at all. Here's an interesting stat for you, right, when it comes to England. And at no point have I heard Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer, Rio Ferdinand, Ian Wright, or any of them say this stat. Listen to this stat, right? Gareth Southgate has been in charge of 24 matches involving England against teams that are in the top 10 in the world or in and around England's level. And he's won four. Out of 24. You know what, right? They're very good at being the teams they should beat and then they get ahead of themselves. So because they beat Iran and because they beat Senegal and they beat Wales and they beat Panama and they beat Tunisia, Trinidad and Tobago, they get ahead of themselves. Their record against what you would describe as a top nation, four wins in 24. Let's move on to chapter six, shall we? Ewan's defrosting tips, we've already had them. You jumped ahead of the schedule. It was meant to be chapter six. You just defrosting tips. And you've jumped ahead of the schedule. Exactly what you were having a go at me for earlier on in the oh, podcast. Oh, so it's chapter six. Did you yeah. read the full thing, though? Chapter six, ah, uh, yes. I've given you that advice already. Yeah, exactly, because you've jumped ahead, Ewan. Exactly what you were having a go it at me worked, for. It worked better when we did it. And you know why? Why? Because we're talking about fans going back to the football Premiership action is back. Fans are travelling, so it's the right time to give that advice. Any other business, Ewan, before we go? No, I'm fine. Let's move on because you want to get to your bed. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's it. Podcast done and dusted. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. We need to do more than 35 minutes. That's the shortest podcast we've ever done. We need to fill with something. 35 minutes. No, I've, I've pressed the outro theme, so we've got that's 35 it, we're seconds done. left. We're yeah. done. I think it was a good 35 minutes. I think it was good, yeah. I was entertained. So this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to you, you and Cameron. And Thank thanks you. to you all for listening and getting in touch as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. Keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish Football were a furniture showroom, I, <laughs> IKEA, in other words. And we'll be back what? next Monday for the final podcast of 2022. It'll be emotional. Bye-bye, folks.